0: Hi, welcome to a very special episode of the Watchers Council. I am your co-host Tanya.
1: I am Stephanie,
0: and we're both a little tipsy. Woo! <laughs> yes, I
1: am just about a half a bottle of champagne in. I'm gonna really try very hard to like modulate my voice because, um, just as an FYI, when I get drunk, I get loud.
0: So <laughs> we both we both get loud. We're like that. yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also like, I don't know about you telling you, it, but it's like, so here in Virginia, it's three o'clock. I know it's even earlier for you, but like, it's been a really long time since I've drank this early. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is going to be interesting and fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like brunch hour. Cause it, like, you know, I, I watched the episode at 11. So that's when I started drinking. Mm-hmm. And so now it's noon. So it's like, if it's, Oh, my God. It's like we're out for brunch with, like, mimosas. Uh. (laughs) That's literally what I'm drinking. Because (laughs) when you –
1: because I was like, what the fuck am I going to have? Because all I have otherwise is, like, red wine. And I was like, drinking red wine at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) is not super appealing to me. (laughs) But when when you – uh mentioned that it would be like brunch I was like oh my god I have to get like some champagne and orange juice because like yeah. that that's
0: my favorite anyway so yes that's why I'm half a bottle of champagne and I am drinking mimosas <laughs> that's, that's fair I was lazy and so I just looked at what was in my refrigerator and it is pacific pineapple cider oh so that sounds
1: really good though
0: I would love that for Rudy and refreshing
1: that's still a good summer afternoon drink. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to go back to breweries, y'all. I live in Richmond, Virginia, and we are filthy with breweries.
0: <laughs> you are at a filthy rich when we're filthy breweries. Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess we're doing something. Um, I know. Yeah. I feel like there's
1: going to be a lot of tangents in this. So just get go on this ride with us,
0: y'all. <laughs> the thing is, like our normal... Episode length is an hour and a half to two hours. And that makes sense because right. every episode of Buffy is about 40 minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. And then so we recap the episode. So that's 40 minutes. And then we talk about it. So that's another 40 minutes. Sure. This pilot is like 25 minutes. And I mm-hmm. have a feeling that this episode still might be two hours. I Who don't knows?
1: Know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I feel like it's going to go one of two ways where it's like we just like, roll through it because we're just you know not paid (laughs) and like or it's gonna be yeah like two hours long
0: (laughs) all right all right so what we are covering today is the Buffy unaired pilot and if you would like to watch it it is on YouTube and oh boy is the quality real bad That's my first note on this is that (laughs) the quality
1: on this is so beyond poor that, like, sometimes I'm not even sure what's going on. And, like, I have certain notes that, like, in certain scenes, it looks like everything is in black and white, like, except for Buffy.
0: Like, I was like is this supposed to be in black and white or is this just a really bad quality and I think it's just a really bad quality because I have to assume like I don't know there's a couple versions of it on YouTube and Mm -hmm. like none of them are great but the one that I watched it clearly looks like this was recorded on a VHS and then (laughs) loaded to YouTube like 12 years ago when YouTube
1: first started. There's there's like a part where like in the very beginning where you uh-huh. like, we get a shot of the high school and I know that it's called something besides Sunnydale because I think I read it online, right. but, but, while watching the show, I could not make out what it actually said because the quality was so poor. Like, <laughs>
0: so bad. like I, but what can you do? It's not it's okay. what yeah. Can you
1: Yeah. I just love that it exists. So I will be, you know what? I will take it. <laughs>
0: Okay. So first note, oh my God, awful quality. Oh my God. (laughs) Is this black and white or is this quality? Wait, it's the quality. No, it's black and white. No, it's quality. That's like my first five lines. (laughs) Honestly, like, so the
1: entire first scene, it could be in black and white because it doesn't look like color comes in until we see Buffy. Right but I just, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I I almost do want to go back to like some of the other YouTube videos, because the reason that I watched the one that I watched was because it was all in one rates. Like it was the the whole thing in one YouTube video, the other ones. Yeah. They're like split up into like five different parts. And like, honestly, y'all, I didn't have the patience for that. I'm sorry. Especially
0: (laughs) for a 25 minute episode. Like, I ain't right. Like is everyone like five minutes? No, thank you. Nope. We get the first scene of the real pilot, which is Darla and some dude breaking into a science class and like at the middle of the night and skulking around the school. And I don't remember if the dude in the aired pilot said this, but he's like, oh yeah, I used to go to this school. Yeah,
1: I can't remember either. That was, I I genuinely can't remember
0: I well, feel like yeah. not. I feel like we would have flagged it because right. it's weird. First of all, it's weird to break into your high school mm-hmm. to go make out with somebody. Second of all, it's weird to break into a high school that you no longer go to, to yeah. break, to make out with somebody.
1: So I also, I'm like, gonna I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit spiraling on this moment. So, so there's, fine. there's, there's also a moment. I don't know if you caught this. That, like, when they first break in, she's, like, looking around, and I think he says it gets better?
0: hmm hmm What the fuck does that mean? Because I made an LGBTQ reference in my note, and oh, no. I was like, is this the YouTube series It Gets Better to inspire the, the LGBTQ oh <laughs> community? Because this isn't it. I, yeah, I just, I guess, like, part of me when I'm
1: watching it, this, though, was like, am I supposed to believe that he believes that she's like what never seen an American high school before because it's just Wait. a
0: science classroom oh it gets better what but, okay but like also okay all right what a fucking spoilers for the end of the episode like and we all know we all know because this is Darla we all know huh. how this right. scene yes. in the original and well I guess this is the original but fuck off um we <laughs> all know how this scene goes in the actual aired pilot where like ah plot twist she's the vampire, right? Uh, but, like later, it is established that this is something that the vampires do. And yeah. so like, but in this scene, it's like this is his idea to come here and it's not her idea. But I'm just like, but if it's the vampire's idea, the whole, I mean, maybe she's like master manipulator and she like somehow manipulated this conversation for him to think that it was his idea to break into this school. But like, it's such yeah. a long fucking walk. Yeah, there's, there's a lot because now I'm kind
1: of spiraling too on like the idea that like they break in by... I can't remember. Do you remember if they like actually smash the window to break in? They do. I remember
0: that because we were like, um, that's aggressive. (laughs) Which like now
1: that we've watched an entire season of this show, I'm really glad that we're doing this after we watched the entire season, because now I have further questions about the fact that like, we have seen so many times during season one that this high school is apparently open at all fucking hours for like any students. And actually that kind of comes up later on in this, this episode, even that like, Like, cause Willow, spoiler alert, sneaks in later, which like, wow, that's a lot. But um, but yeah, like, did they even need to smash this window? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Anyway, so it's Darla. She's not wearing her school uniform trademark. She's wearing a hot mess. I don't even (laughs) know what it is, but she does have like the black and white patent leather like they're not Mary Janes but mm. like similar like the 1950s sock hop shoes that yeah. were like because we all know that like fashion is cyclical and it all comes back like <laughs> in the 90s everybody was obsessed with like 50s inspired shit for yeah a while. yeah that's very true and so these are like the black and white 1950s shoes dance shoes and like but she's also wearing like this really long dress and like a cardigan and like it just doesn't I wish Cordy was here to be like, Aww. what's happening? <laughs> so they bring it to the science class and then they go to the theater.
1: I, I was so excited to talk to you about this because <laughs> so much of the action occurs in this theater setup that is <laughs> beyond belief to me.
0: What? <laughs> so it's a two story set, which fine. I've acted on those before. That's fine. I don't know how a school afforded
1: a public a full, high school,
0: right? <laughs> a full two-story set. It looks like it's not completed either. It looks like it's just, honestly, right. I was like, what fucking show would this be? Because like, it doesn't make sense. The set doesn't really make sense. Would but, they also just like leave it up at all hours like yeah. this? Okay. Um, if it's a, If it's like a stable set, then yes. Um, okay. Because God knows, taking that down every single mm, night. That would be very, like, complicated. I have yeah. worked for a, a theater company where we had to strike the set every single night. And I wanted to die every <laughs> single night. <laughs> because enough. you get done with the show at, like, 11 p.m. And then you're, like, time to take down this two-story set. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, like, it doesn't really make sense as a set. Like, there's, I don't know. There's clearly, like, sections Mm-hmm. but anyway it's two stories great and so we're walking around Darla and this guy and the light board seems to be like on stage which also <laughs> yeah. i was like why is your lighting board on stage what is happening and so he starts fucking around with the lighting board like how do you how do you know what to do with the lighting board my man
1: yeah I yeah I don't know unless I mean I guess you could like really like stretch Armstrong to say that like I guess he was in the theater department when he did go here but like I feel like there's a lot of things in this pilot that like you could see like the holes and like that I can see like why they changed things because like there were just like massive like plot like it didn't make sense (laughs) this
0: is clearly a rough draft and that's yeah but yeah so like this lighting boards they're not like super complicated but they're also not like especially in the fucking 90s they are not intuitive of like oh i press this button and these lights come on that's not how that shit works but anyway (laughs) he presses a button lights come on and then like darla does her whole oh my god are we alone oh my god i heard something oh my god are we alone and he's like yeah we're alone and she's like ah good and then she like (laughs) fucking rips his throat out because she's darla Wow yeah it was so it was so much and then we get probably the best font I have ever seen can we
1: reverse for (laughs) one second I'm sorry about
0: I I have something
1: else that I want to ask about this stage because there's a moment that in that scene with Carla and the guy where he like flips some like switch (laughs) and there's like a trap door in the floor that opens is okay I have lots of questions but like go for it first off is this something that would even exist in like a high school like I can understand like uh, like in like bigger productions like to do like cool you know Mm -hmm. but like that seems quite high tech to me
0: in a high school it's not so much that it well it's expensive and you have to go through like a lot of safety precautions like right A shit ton of safety precautions that go around trapdoors. Um, which also, yeah, so this going back to it, I love that he just knew which lever/slash button to push for the trapdoor. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, again, I, I can't, with my my inability to go to a regular high school, I can't really say whether most high schools have Mm, these, but like, yeah, I've worked in one theater like and I work for like professional theater companies right I've worked for one theater that had a trap door setting <laughs> for a show so like the fact that this high school is just like yeah trap doors for everyone and I'd also like to circle back to this at the
1: end of the episode because yeah. there are other things that happen around this that lead me because I just want to clarify here at the top that Mm. you see this as like a trapdoor for like plot like during the show right right? okay because that's how it is portrayed to me in this scene that it would be like for action while the show is going on there is something later on at the very end that indicates that that's not what this is and makes absolutely fucking zero sense to me but well well, i think i have
0: that that note as well where i'm like why would you do this (laughs) anyway but so we got our title card and it is the best font I've ever seen. I, know. I can't even explain this font. It's not it, like it is, the blood drippy font, but it, it, no. it's almost
1: 70s. I was like, going to say it's like 70s bubble font kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's, but like that was also something that I remember being popular in the nineties. Yeah. The nineties
0: so. didn't have their own era of fashion. They just did all of the eras of fashion. <laughs> That's fair. Which is <laughs> why I remember like bell bottoms. I feel like at least when I was, yeah. Yep. For sure. Bell bottoms were a big thing. And then we had like the candies wooden slides that were like the oh big my thing.
1: God, I loved those so fucking much
0: when uh-huh. I, oh my God. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, And again, we had like the 1950s inspired bullshit from like mm-hmm. Greece and shit that we like, yes. were obsessed with. And this is why millennials have fashion identity crisis huh. because the 90s don't have, I mean, besides grunge, we don't really have our own thing but whatever. I can't even talk
1: about this right now because Mike and I just spent like two hours talking about the term shoogie that I just became aware of this and I I don't know what it is literally I can't talk about it right now because I could talk about it for hours and it will derail this entire podcast
0: (laughs) okay okay I'll open dictionary it later someone said it on a tiktok and I already know I'm too old for tiktok like you don't need to come (laughs) for me I get it but like apparently
1: where it's gotten like this like become part of like the popular lexicon short version just for listeners if you don't know what this is apparently it means someone who's like something that's outdated or like trying too hard so apparently um
0: side parts
1: and well apparently it's like okay so it's not just anything that's outdated. So this wouldn't be, you know, like big hair from the 80s. It's like right. specific to like millennial things that are outdated. So like the de- <laughs> so side parts and skinny jeans, live laugh love signs. Okay, that can like, go. Exactly. Like so 90% of it I'm like, yes, that's ch- that's chuggy. And just for like uh just for clarification's sake, chuggy is the adjective, chug is the noun. Like you're a, a fucking chug. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Could they have not picked like a grosser sounding word? Like Jesus. Okay, this is gonna be this is
1: gonna be the tangent that we go on today because I had to look that up because like as someone who is into grammar and English and and all of that stuff, I had to know like the etymology of this to make sense of it because like most things come from something, right? Yeah. There is none. Great. From what I can tell, a girl in like her class was talking with her friends. And was like, there's no word to like describe this thing that I'm trying to explain. And came up with the word "chuggy" because it sounds like
0: what it is. Is okay. what she-
1: yeah, I can't with that. Y'all can bit. y'all can
0: pry my side part from my cold dead <laughs> corpse. I'm never Then getting my rid skinny of- jeans. Yeah. I'm short as fuck. I don't want my pants dragging on the ground, okay? I spent so many years in my life. Like <laughs> I saw a video of someone like that, that was responding. This is this is how the word came into my knowledge is because I actually saw a video of someone responding to it and being like there is a difference between trends and there is a difference between staple pieces. Yeah. Skinny jeans are staple pieces. Mm-hmm. They are pieces that it's not a trend. It's not a fad. It's something that has lasted years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And it is a staple piece. So they don't fit into that definition because it's a staple piece. That's what
1: I I completely agree. And now 90% of this other shit that I've like been seeing as termed chuggy, I'm like, yeah, full. Yes. Yeah. yeah." Like basically it's, it's very similar to like the term basic, but like maybe not quite basic, but like almost basic gotcha that's how yeah so okay well anyway that's our sidebar on (laughs) chuggy
0: the more you know so we got this 70s inspired font and we get this very offspring vibe song (laughs) the songs in this episode like there was a yeah I think there's like
1: that um Desiree's song. Yeah. There were
0: some like legit songs in this
1: episode. Yes. I definitely noticed that. Yeah.
0: There were a lot more like actual songs and a lot less atmospheric music in this episode. Mm -hmm. And then when the atmospheric music came in, it was awful. (laughs) And I was like, what, what, what is this music?
1: Which, like, maybe I wonder if it had to do with like licensing Mm. issues with like the songs that are like. Because those were like popular, a lot. like some of the ones that I heard in this episode are definitely like popular songs from that yeah, time. Yeah, all of their yeah. budget
0: would have gone to this. Mm-hmm. Um. So Buffy, <laughs> our first shot of Buffy is her with the biggest bubble gum bubble <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. Also, took me a solid three or four scenes to realize she was a brunette. Yeah, because I, I was that. like, I was like, is this the color quality again, or is yeah. she a brunette? <laughs> I can't, I
1: mean, I. it was hard to tell, but I think she's brunette because I think that is like, I know that when she was like acting in like all my children and stuff, she had brown hair. So I yep. wonder if she's like a natural brunette. Um, I
0: don't know. So yeah, but I did notice that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she's a brunette and that's weird and I hate it, but whatever. <laughs> we have Principal Flutie, who is... Who is this actor? Because he is an actor. Is actor. Like
1: in, Stephen Tobolowsky is his yeah. name. Okay. He's in like a bunch of stuff. I He, one of the things for some reason that like I remember off the top of my head is that he, in the very beginning, in the very first season of Glee, mm. he is the music teacher that gets fired or quits or something and the reason that like Schuster steps up into that role um but yeah he's one of those actors I think that is like in a bunch of things as like small roles that like you just recognize his
0: face for sure yeah and they're always this role
1: yes yes (laughs) he is always the same
0: yes yeah he
1: does it so wonderfully though and like honestly I thought he did a great job in this pilot there's a lot of really funny moments from him in this pilot
0: Uh, I love his inability to remember Buffy's name. (laughs) He always calls her a different name. Uh, He calls her Betty. At one point he calls her Bambi. Like he calls her Bunny. Like just anything but Buffy.
1: I think there's even a moment where he goes like,
0: "Uh, Wilma, Betty, Barney. Like (laughs) (laughs) just runs through the
1: Flintstones.
0: Uh, Yeah. So he's like giving her like these like rules of school and he's like, so no gang colors, no furs, no (laughs) protesting. Uh, Yeah. When we serve sloppy Joes, he's like, (laughs) that was like a whole thing and I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm just like, goddamn. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so she Buffy's just like oh yeah I'm just here to have fun and there's not gonna be any incidents like my old school and then of course in true Buffy fashion she gets kind of tongue-tied and she's like I mean like school fun not like I'm gonna, <laughs> blah, blah 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 then we get Willow and Xander and Willow is not Allison Hannigan but I was very impressed by the body positivity that we had with this one because she's a bigger girl
1: She is and like that is I think the one thing that like I hope that that wasn't the reason for the recast, but I do think there's other things here that she's not great. There was other reasons to recast. No hate to this actress at all. I'm sure she's wonderful. This, there was just a lot of things that didn't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> she didn't. She didn't really land it, and we can't really blame the writing because the writing for this Willow is not much different than the writing right. for like actual Willow. But like, I saw it and I was like, oh okay, they made her a bigger girl, and there was yeah. never a punchline about it no like, that
1: no 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 it, yeah you know
0: Cordy makes fun of her outfit like in pretty much a, fashion
1: yeah a lot of Cordy's lines in this are like exactly the same as we see in the right. in the actual um final cut or whatever
0: you want to call it yeah and so like I was surprised and happy that they had cast a bigger, bigger actress and that there was never a punchline about her weight yeah when it came to like ma- Cordy making fun of her so that was mm-hmm. that was great she's just kind of bland but that's fine. There's yeah. There's
1: like delivery issues with some of the oh lines that I feel like, um, mm-hmm. that just don't like, don't, yeah. Like you said, like, don't land yeah. even the like sentiment behind, like the word, almost like the words don't match like w- right the way that it, they're being delivered in it. It's very odd. I don't know, but
0: yeah. So then we get Xander who is our, who is our Xander, but dare, dare I say Xander's not as annoying in this pilot as he is any other time in the series.
1: I agree. And like, I almost found him like a little bit more attractive for some reason. I don't
0: know why. (laughs) He was a little charming and he Uh was like cute. And I was like, what, where is this Xander Ben.
1: The only thing that I will say is like in this scene where, okay, they're talking about the math, right? He had trouble with the math. There's like a moment where she, like Willow asks like, what's in it for me and does he go a shiny nickel like he's talking to like a six-year-old yeah but that's okay because Willow's response is like oh okay like yeah I don't even (laughs) yeah and then just gets up and walks away that was like the
0: end of the conversation I guess Yeah. so it's a very similar conversation between like real Willow and Xander in the pilot where like he's like I think in the, I think in the, the aired pilot, he's like, oh, I had a problem with the homework. And she's like, well, what was the problem? And he was like the homework right. and that's kind yes. of essentially the conversation that we have here. And he's like, I have a problem with math. And she's like, what's the problem? And he's like math. And he's like, oh, can you help me? And she's just like, yeah, sure. What's in it for me? And he's like a shiny nickel. And then she goes, haha ha. Okay. And then she leaves. So weird. It's, it's there's like no natural weird. end to this conversation, right? And, and these two do not have the same chemistry oh, that my goodness, him and no. Allison Hannigan have. Like, I feel just... like
1: that had to be part of like the recast, is that it just did not vibe. There's yeah. something about I feel really, really bad saying this, but like there's something about her that like feels like she's older than 16, yeah. but also, but also at the same time, younger than 16. Yes, yeah. I, can't explain it but
0: she looks much older but she acts way more immature yes 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 so it's just kind of like one of these like I it's like uncomfortable (laughs) yeah it's it's like that it's that student that like sort of dresses like a teacher all the time and you're like Mm. why are you dressed like that like what are you doing yeah like I don't know you look like my mom why (laughs) um speaking of mom there's no mom in this episode no no choice no but there's a few other things that I can't yeah, wait to,
1: to talk about
0: so anyway I now am confused about my feelings towards Xander and that sucks <laughs> um, but it is kind of nice to know that it's not the actor's fault oh yeah and I I, I I guess the thing with it is that like because he does such a good job with the Xander that he is given it's really hard to separate him from Xander And so I was like, oh, maybe I just don't like this person. But no, he can play this charming role. He can play this, like, cute little grunge skater boy, which is what they made him in this. He's always carrying a skateboard. He's, like, got the oversized flannel and all this shit. Yeah.
1: There's, like, a whole scene coming up, too, later. I'm sorry. I'm, like, jumping around. But, like... If you thought you were going to come to, like, an episode where we were drinking and not do that, then I don't know what to tell you. But, like, um... who
0: the fuck are you? Have you listened to any of <laughs>
1: God damn. But there's, like, a scene coming up that, like, is such a charming back and forth between him and Buffy that I so deeply wish it had been left in yeah. the actual cut of the show. Because I really... I just genuinely enjoyed it. It felt really yeah, fun and yeah, likable. I love, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it, it makes you sad for the Xander that could have been. Yeah. Because I, I get that we, I get that maybe we made him worse in the show so that there was never any like shipping of Buffy and Xander. Because like, we were probably like, we never want them to get together. So let's just kind of make him a little bit worse right so that none of the fans ever want them to get together yeah and I guess there's something to that but also there could have been a more happy medium with him being way more friendly and way more likable
1: Okay. Yeah, I I agree, and like yeah, I almost I definitely would have preferred it if we had gone into like a because I even think that the chemistry here between them in this pilot is of like two really good friends. Yeah, and I would have loved it if we had just left out entirely the Xander is in love with Buffy plot point and just let them be good friends because that I don't feel like the Buffy Xander because that's a weird thing to to. like let's talk about that for a second because like if that was the intention that they didn't want there to be like a quote-unquote love triangle right like a a Dawson Joey Payson type vibe Dawson Joey Pacey I think I just said Payson sorry it's fine (laughs) you know what I meant if we didn't want that then I don't think that this Xander being in love with Buffy adds anything of benefit to the story. Yeah. It just adds like negative, like, especially now as the show has aged, like it yeah. just, there's no, it would have been wonderful to actually have him be a really good friend. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my thoughts on that.
0: <laughs> the Xander that could have been. My next note just says Cordy's still a bitch. Yeah. So <laughs> Cordy walks up and Harmony is there too. So it's mm-hmm. clear that like this, this group worked well and they were like, let's keep them.
1: Yeah, and there's another actress there too. I don't know her name and I can't for the life of me remember her character name, but she is also in, I know that she's in season two and definitely season three episodes as part of the crew because I remember her specifically being in the episode where Cordy meets Anya and they go into that like alternate universe. God bless it.
0: God, God bless season two. I think that episode...
1: Yeah, that episode is definitely in season, that specific episode is definitely season three because it's after the,
0: that's right.
1: Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to explain about my characters. (laughs) Oh, I can't fucking wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're being bitches per usual and they're talking about the bronze and they're going to the bronze tonight to see a band called Dingo's Ain't My Baby. Okay. Yep.
1: Yep. I mean a moment. Yeah. I am so excited about this moment. Yep. Because for anyone that's like following along and hasn't been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer for years, mm-hmm. Dingo's Ate My Baby is Oz's band from season two. I love it. And I we never hear this name in any of season one. Mm-hmm. And I love that this now to know that this was always in the plan from the very beginning. Amazing to me. And there's another moment later on of something else that we don't see in season one that gives me so much joy. Um yeah, yeah. So this was like a real treat for the like the longtime viewers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh jingo Z my baby. So clever, <laughs> so funny, so witty. Uh Xander just bust on in. Per typical Xander. Yeah. And I don't even remember what he says. Cordy is way bitchier in the pilot. I feel like- I agree. Yeah. I think I I feel like this is- because I remember like the last uh, well not the finale but the the Invisible Girl episode where we talked about harmony kind of takes like the bitchiness of Cordy Mm -hmm. too far. I feel like this was if if this was the aired pilot this would have been a harmony line instead of a Cordy line. But like she- Courtney just flat out looks at Xander and she's like, has any girl ever spoken to you of her own free will? <laughs> it's not even like a witty joke. It's just yeah. like
1: blatantly like, and then I think he he says like, you know, sometimes I wonder why. And she's like, have you looked in the
0: mirror? Yeah. Woof. <laughs> like it's, she's on fucking fire and she does not give a shit. And yeah. it's also funny considering this is the nicer Xander hmm mm-hmm. like we've got the meaner Cordy and the nicer Xander and so yeah. like if this was typical Xander I would have been like yes Cordy but because this is nicer <laughs> Xander I was like bitch damn and cuter Xander for I, like, I think I don't, I don't know they did something different with his hair I don't know I think so too yeah yeah so then Buffy runs into Xander and I have in my note for the third time is she a Brunette? <laughs> <laughs> There's also something, like,
1: wildly awkward about this. I'm glad that they changed it in... So at this point, when this happens, they're in the pilot, they're on the quad, um, and, like, there's no one else, like, around Xander, and Buffy just, like, walks into him out of nowhere. And, like, I think in the actual show... It's in the hallway. Yeah, it's in the hallway and one of them is, like, leaving a classroom. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad that they changed that because, like, it just makes more sense to me yeah. that, like, this was, like, Xander was just standing in the middle of, like, what looks like an open, grassy area and she just walks right. directly into it.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's because since this was since this was clearly, like, the tester pilot, I don't think they had permission to film in this school besides the theater because that's the only, like, and that in the science class at the very, very beginning,
1: yeah, and there's the library, but like, oh, there's to me. That's a totally separate, yeah, like set. Honestly, yeah. because it's completely different. But yeah. we don't
0: ever get any hallway scenes or mm. anything like that. We just get closed room scenes, and so I just kind of feel like because the show, this was just the unaired pilot, we probably just kind of did outdoor shots of the school. That makes sense, and then yeah. filled the rest in with like closed sets or something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I think. So, uh, yeah, and then, you know, she drops her steak mm-hmm. like she does in real life. Um, and then she goes to the library. This library is so much better than the library. Oh my God, I'm so glad show. you said that. <laughs> I when you, when you just took a deep breath, that was like holding mine to see like what your reaction was going to be. Because that was my exact... I think it's so much better. It's so much better. It's it looks first of all, it looks like a fucking library. It's like giant too. Oh, yeah. It's like a and lot it's, bigger. It's like two stories. There's a yes. fucking badass spiral staircase to get up to the second yes. story. Like, yes, I made the same note. <sighs> it's it's such a good library. Uh the I lighting's know. not weird. It's open and it looks, I mean, the and we've talked about the library in the real show and how like it looks kind of small but we are led to believe that there's like yeah stuff back where we can't see so it is bigger than we're led to believe but like this one it's like yeah fucking welcome to beauty and the beast yeah. library where it's like god damn this is huge this is amazing
1: this has got to be one of those things that like maybe they got like a short-term permission to like film here and like couldn't do it long-term because like it's almost like the opposite of what we were just talking about with the school because like there I think there's no question that like this is a actual -er library library. yeah Yeah. it really looks like where yeah um yeah man oh that fucking spiral staircase oh I love it yeah Uh
0: (laughs) So we get pretty much the same scene that we see in the real pilot where Giles kind of like pops up and scares her and she says oh I'm looking for textbooks and he's like I know what you're looking for and he busts out the vampire bible uh and we got this like spooky atmospheric music that's like weird <laughs> and then She's like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not here for that, like, at all. And I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she, then we cut to Giles. And Giles looks so sad. <laughs> he, like, yeah. is like, oh, I I guess I was wrong. I guess I'm mistaken. Like, you can tell that Giles thinks that he has mistaken her for someone else. Yes, I thought the same thing. Um, And he's just so, like, abashed. Which, like, makes me wonder because there's
1: a moment later on where they're like talking about their fates and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and giles says that like part of his fate as the watcher is to find the slayer that i wonder if like this reaction is almost like you know like a man maybe i'm like not as good at my job, as right. good at my, like my destiny as I thought that I would be or something like that. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. reading too much into it, but
0: no, I think it, like, he's just, he's so sad and you just yeah. do to hug him. You're like, Oh, Giles, no, it's fine. Yeah. You didn't. Mess and up. Anthony
1: head is so wonderful that like, I wouldn't doubt that like,
0: that's how he would
1: think about it while yeah. acting it out. You know what I mean?
0: Then we cut to a class and we have more atmospheric music. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's really flute heavy. And it is just fucking party of five, teen melodrama. There's like a full minute of
1: like a montage of Buffy, like deeply thinking in class with this like atmospheric mm. music. It goes on so long that I'm like, wait, what is, why? It's like different shots of her in the same classroom, just like staring out the window and, like, deep in thought and considering her life, like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then we, like, nothing happens. No, nothing. (laughs) That, like, we go through, like, this minute, we don't hear the teacher talking in the background. We, like, there's other, I mean, there's other students, like, some are passing notes back and forth, but, like, it's this wide shot, and it's the whole classroom. And so, like, you see that shit, but, like, Buffy's in the middle, and she's just, like, deep in contemplation, and, like, again, weird flute music. Which I assume is Invisible Girl playing. Like, let's just gonna ah, flute. <laughs> um, so then, like, class is over. Okay. Sure. And uh, Willow introduces herself to Buffy. Um, and then we actually get this, like, really sweet exchange between Willow and Buffy. They're, like, walking around. And yeah. Buffy's like, oh, I really like your dress, which Cordy had made fun of earlier. Mm-hmm. And Willow was like, Oh no, I know it's dorky, like I get it. And Bobby's like, no, 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 for real. I like it. I think Laura Ashley's making a comeback, like it's great, whatever, whatever, She has this
1: great line about that where she says that they mated Laura Ashley with the Home Depot guy. And that's how we got Martha Stewart.
0: <laughs> right? Like it's so witty. It's yeah. so good.
1: I have a note like later on that Sarah Michelle Geller just like shines through this entire pilot. And like it, I don't know, I don't really know how to put it into words, but like you really feel like how, like she became, like she is yes. Buffy, you know what I mean? Like you yes. see it in this, that like in all of these like things that are clearly like rough drafts of what's to come, like she's already there. She's already, like, got this character and who she is, like, on lock and is just, it's just, it's really kind of magical to watch that piece of it, I think. (sighs) Maybe I'm a little, I get, like, really, like, sentimental about things when I drink, so (laughs) I, you know, I love
0: this show. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) No, she's fucking perfect as the Slayer like that will she will always be Slayer so yeah so Buffy's like hyping Willow up and like being really sweet to her and then we get like into Giles history and she's like oh do you know the the librarian and Willow's like yeah I think he worked for like a museum and he's new here too it's it's a lot of the same conversation that we have in the actual pilot there is a moment talking
1: about like Giles coming where like we get the same line where that where Willow says that Giles came from like the british museum or whatever and but there's this other line that i don't remember being in the actual show where she says i don't know why he would come to work here though i mean we do have a lot of important collections which i made note of because like
0: if they had left that in in the pilot like i feel like that would better explain the cage in the library yep (laughs) yep all our cage problems are solved now so many times
1: when we have been recording this season we've said like all we need is like one line of explanation for some of these things and here it is and they took
0: it out (laughs) they were like nah cut it is is the episode's too long we don't need that line (laughs) no one's gonna make a podcast of this in 20 years it's fine no (laughs) what the fuck is a podcast anyway so now we're probably
1: like the 35th Podcast about Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. There's college classes about Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Yes, I follow someone on Instagram who's doing like an entire fashion school like a doctorate on yes. the fashion of Buffy. Oh my god, yes. What? Anyway, yeah, it's it's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys for thinking this is just a show. You don't know. <laughs> um, so then we we keep one of my favorite conversations from the actual pilot. And it's the girls in the locker room. Yes. And they're like, what kind of name is Buffy? But we changed this name slightly. Yeah. It almost sounds like
1: aphrodisiac. (laughs) Because like in the- I think it's aphrodisia. But yeah, Yeah. so it's almost exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, in the air pilots, it's ambrosia. Yes. And this one is aphrodisia. Yes. And they're like, what kind of name is Buffy? Oh, I don't know. Aphrodisia,
1: it's awful. (laughs) And I caught another moment where like, I don't think this is in the regular show but like I caught a moment where the girl is like oh I was talking to blue and she said so there's even like another reference to like a third girl whose name is just
0: blue (laughs) look unless you're blue ivy I don't want to hear it right the yeah the og (laughs) blue (laughs) well there's blue cantrell she was around for Uh,
1: yes that's the fucking truth actually though
0: (laughs) hit him up style yes oh that's a song for songs we shouldn't have listened to not because it was dirty but because like what the fuck did we know about hit him up style when we were like fucking 12 anyway i mean
1: you know you want to shop in spria
0: Okay, so listen to songs we shouldn't have listened to in middle school. Is there no. <laughs> no. Um, So yeah, so we get that conversation, which I fucking, I just love, I love it so much. Yes. Um, And then we're talking in the locker room, and then like in Aired Pilot, the dead body falls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the guy that Darla killed, he falls on a girl from, from the locker. Then we cut to the quad, and Xander runs up to Buffy, and he's like, oh, I found your steak and this is a line that I fucking love uh she she was he was like what are you doing building a little fence (laughs) like it's just yeah that's funny (laughs) what what are you doing building a little fence And she's like, no, it's for self-defense. My old school was kind of rough, blah, 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 blah. And then, and I get that this is before mean girls, but this is the best way to describe it. We get the mean girls map of the cafeteria discussion where it's like, this is where this group is and this is where this group is. And it's such a cute scene. Yeah, this is the scene that I was
1: talking about earlier where, like, it's so charming. And I also, though, took a note that, the, like, this is straight from, like, every teen movie. Good call on, like, the Mean Girls because they absolutely do that in, like, mm-hmm. the, the Mean Girls cafeteria. But, like, I also, I'm pretty sure they do this in both Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About they You do. as well. They definitely do it in Clueless. But, yeah, it's, it's done so well and then one of my favorite moments during this and I don't know if you can tell me how you feel about it but like I just thought like the actors like ex- exchange of this line was like really adorable when they were talking about like the theater group like uh, like gesturing a lot and she's like what is the homework and he's
0: like I didn't see the homework <laughs>
1: you cannot see me waving my hands around
0: (laughs) yeah so basically they're going around and they're like that's this group and that's this group and then Buffy's like oh it's the same any school she's like I bet I had the same groups and he's like okay well pop quiz who's that group and like it's like this group that's gesturing wildly and she's like oh that's the theater group because they always use their hands to talk so much and then yeah they have this like big exchange where they're like both Xander and Buffy are like using their hands like very exaggeratedly and it's adorable it really
1: is
0: Ugh. it's so cute to- i so <laughs> wish this had stayed in like and I, I i even have this is where i have like the note for a second time i was like oh my god do i like xander ew <laughs> i
1: think this is like the scene though, that like i really most wish they had kept in the yeah. final cut because not only because it's so adorable and then it's so well acted but also if so much of buffy is about like referencing movie and tv culture of like teenagedom or however okay and the fact that she says like oh well it's the same at every high school I bet I could do it is almost even like a deeper reference to the fact that like every teen tv show and movie and everything does this exact like it's smart it's a really smart scene I oh god (laughs)
0: Uh, and then they like point out the film club and like Mm -hmm. all this other Mm -hmm. shit Um, And so then we get Willow interrupting to be like, oh, did you guys hear about the dead body? Um, And for some reason, Cordy and Harmony show up too to be like, yeah, dead body. Like, we don't need them in this scene. I don't know why they're there, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it's, I think Cordelia is, like, in the scene in the, like, actual show because it's the moment where, like, Buffy asks... Like, oh, did he have like bite marks on him and like Cordy's like morbid much, but like we don't get that in this moment in the unaired pilot. So it's, yeah, it feels disjointed a little bit.
0: So then we, we cut to a conversation with the principal who, this is when he calls her Bambi or Betty (laughs) or Barney or Wilma or whatever. (laughs) and then he's like oh I she's like is it true that there was like a dead body and he's like oh I know that this is not like the welcome like this is not the first day like welcome that you want he's like we almost never have dead kids stuffed into lockers
1: yeah there's a moment where he like stumbles over he's like almost (laughs) never um very seldom uh have this happen and this is again though another moment where like if we had kept a funny line like that in So many times like Tanya and I like talk all the time about like, it, it doesn't, it it's like three quarters through the first season where like someone acknowledges the fact that this shit happens all the time. Like yeah.
0: leave this in for us please. Yeah like That's why okay. take this out? It's such a simple line.
1: There's a lot of throwaway stuff in this pilot but then there's like a handful of things that like if it would have been kept in it would have been gold like
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Probably like the weirdest biggest stretch of this entire episode. Yes. He's like oh well if there's anything that I can do to make your first date better, then like, let me know. And she gets really kind of cutesy. Yeah. And she's like, um, well, can I see the body? <laughs> and I guess they just fucking let her because the literal,
1: we don't even see an answer. The literal next scene is her walking into the locker room to look at the dead body. What?
0: why is the dead body still there thank you like why is it still there why is there first of all why is there if it, if it is still there why is there no cop or first responder or whatever standing guard it looks like it's covered in like a blanket yeah it's not like- even like the like <laughs> coroner sheet or body bag no. it's just a blanket whatever okay. <laughs> so yeah he's dead and there's thing marks on the neck great so then we cut to Buffy busting up in the library yep and again in all caps I said oh my god this library is so much fucking cooler yeah
1: this is where I have the note about the spiral staircase (laughs) yeah
0: it's because Giles is up on the second floor and so she runs up the spiral staircase and she's like they're like talking vampire stuff blah, blah 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 I don't even remember what the conversation is but then he walks down the stairs and she Gemnist, yes, fucking moves like she grabs the ledge of the spiral staircase and does a backflip. Yeah, to get it was, downstairs. It's so unnecessary. It's I just like, have like Buck Wild in all caps. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you remember that show? Oh my
1: god! Yeah,
0: vaguely. Is this was like yeah. a reality show. Yes, of like MTV or something. It was
1: definitely MTV. I remember like that West much. Virginia.
0: Was it like in the like jackass era yeah. of things? Yeah. But okay. then also, also on Flavor of Love, wasn't it? Wasn't one of the girls named Buck Wow. She was a fucking crazy. Uh, anyway, oh sorry, God, tangents, yeah. tangents, golden age VH1, whatever. Tanya um, and I
1: watched a whole lot of Rock of Love and Flavor of Love in college. That's like all that was ever on the already TV. All-
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Way side (laughs) tangent. We always had sorority. That should be. Oh
1: my god! If we ever make it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) If we ever make it, has
1: Buffy? We should do a season of one of those as a podcast. Oh my god. Yes.
0: Uh, We had (laughs) sorority senior superlatives at our like (laughs) dance, and I was the HUT rock love. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It was like that. I was obsessed. I was obsessed. I wasn't even. Well, Tanya also had. You can.
1: You can, you're editing this one so you can edit it out if you don't want it like public knowledge. But like Tanya also had this reputation as a nickname as rock star mm-hmm. because whenever we drank, Tanya had this like innate ability to know exactly what she, when she was going to throw up, secretly like dip out of the room without alerting anyone, go to the bathroom and throw up and then like appear back in the room ready to party like a motherfucker for the rest of the night. Like she would just secretly go puke and then keep on rolling
0: (laughs) like there were there were times where like jesse and i were at like a fraternity party or whatever and i would just look at her and i would like grab her shoulder and i was like three minutes and 45 seconds (laughs) she was like for real, and I was like, for real. She's like, let's get you going, and I was like, fine. And like, I would, That's a song I'm, length. We've got one song. <laughs> we got one song. I gotta go. And so I would like make my rounds, and I'd be like, okay, bye. I'll see you later. Oh my god, I had such a great time. And then I would like yeah. just time it just perfectly where I got back to the house, and I was like, dead. <laughs> god, it's like the lamest superpower ever. But whatever. I didn't. I didn't think so at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good then. It was good then. Yeah. Um, so yeah so yeah buck wild. she goes buck wild no, and she like,
1: like, <laughs> we
0: <laughs> get there <laughs> so she goes buck wild and she just like gymnast jumps from the second floor to the first floor for no fucking reason amazing uh, we also see that xander like in the actual pilot is of hiding course. in well he's not hiding he was he was in the library doing library shit and they had this conversation very loudly <laughs> like also because
1: it's so this library is so visibly bigger Mm -hmm. it like made
0: more sense to me that they didn't notice him you know what I mean like yeah yeah because in the real library it's like okay well this this is a shoebox and how did you not realize that he was there Right, because like in the other library, like where Giles
1: was, because I think when that conversation happens in the actual show, he is at his like counter. Mm-hmm. He would have known that Xander like walked in, right. like, and known that. Some, uh, yeah, anyway. yeah, it's fine, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> uh,
0: and then we get Giles doing our spoken intro, Buffy interrupts him like halfway through, and she goes, "Wow, you're gonna do the whole speech and everything, huh?" Ah, yeah. <laughs> And he does. Uh, And then we basically get like this whole like encyclopedia of things that are going to happen to her. He's like, it's not just vampires. There's werewolves. There's zombies. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) He has this another great line. And she's like, why did you get the time life series on uh, supernatural things? And he's like, (laughs) yes, I did. She's like, oh, did you get the free phone? And he was like, no, the calendar. I know. (laughs) what this is such a cute exchange and like it just like shows their bond and their friendship almost instantly and I was like
1: was that not in the original because I feel like I remember this conversation but like now that I'm sitting here thinking about it I can't remember if it's like in the pilot or if it's in a later
0: I don't know I don't know I don't remember them I don't think it's
1: as I don't know if it has like the exchange about the phone in the calendar
0: I don't know but yeah it's very cute it's super cute um and then we get another shot of Xander hiding in the stacks whatever um and then fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar has this amazing monologue amazing yes where she's just like she like recaps like how rough this is for her and how she's 16 and then she's like I kill vampires and after that what's left my grades suck my social life is gone and I get kicked out of school she's like I really don't want to do this again
1: yeah, this is the, this is the point in the episode where I made that note about like Sarah Michelle Gellar just like absolutely shining so much in this. And I like though, because I feel like we get a piece of this in the actual right first episode, but there's something else about this speech in this pilot that I think gets highlighted that I don't think it's mentioned that I think is makes sense and like humanizes it even more that she points out that like in the beginning it was really cool. She had this power. She could do things that other kids couldn't. And I think that that's so like real to like the teenage experience, right. Right. Of like feeling like you want to be special. You want to like stand out and everything, but then also like that happens and you don't. Right. You realize that like in high school, almost like, as far as like being popular or cool or whatever, the worst thing that that could happen is like you being different, no matter how, no matter what kind of different that is. Yeah. I just think it's, it's, I don't know. It's like almost like written better. I wish again, that this would have been kind of, some of this would have been kept in the original. Oh yeah. It's
0: super refreshing for her to like, be like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's cool to have powers. It's cool to be able to do this stuff. Like, Yeah. yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, so she's like, she just basically says, like, I just want to be like everybody else. Like, that's all I want. And Mm -hmm. it's sad and cute and heartbreaking all at the same time. Yeah. So then we get to the bronze, but we never actually go into the bronze. No. We only get the line at the bronze. Okay. Yeah. There's, okay.
1: (laughs) There's two things here that I actually super love about this moment. There's a line to get into the bronze. Yeah. There's a line this is that makes sense i mean yeah I, I i guess that like you know the idea of sunnydale being like a very small town whatever but like i like the idea that there's a fucking line to get into like the only yep. bar in town because like who the fuck hasn't experienced that shit yep. before also let's talk about jonathan Yay! Jonathan is standing next to Buffy in this line, and we don't so, know that it's Jonathan. We never get no, it. but yeah. no. Longtime viewers um, will meet Jonathan in season two. The actor's name is Danny Strong, and he ends up being a recurring character throughout. All of the seasons yeah. um, of Buffy, and again, this is like a what? This is actually like more wild to me than the dingoes ate my baby right. thing because like having an idea and like mentioning the name of the band that's right. easy, right? Right. That means that this actor was like already hired, right? And somehow
0: like not included in season. I don't know how that happens. It was probably like one of these things where like they they hired him for the pilot and they really liked him but they were just like, we don't know where we want to put you yet. Yeah. And we don't want to waste you on a one-off character, which is basically sure. all the season one is, unless you're the core group. It's a lot of one-off characters. Yeah. I like, I'm sitting
1: here thinking, cause I think the only other time that we brought him up while we were, well, there was the hyena episode where like the guy that was like being picked on was like right. the nerdy kid and that could have been interesting because like yeah. nothing really bad but like yeah if that was it maybe you know maybe the actor yeah. like had other stuff going on um right. but the other episode that i was thinking about was like the one with like the robot and like the computer but like right. neither of those characters would have really worked because a if it was fritz he would have been obviously like psycho and right. he yeah. would have di- both of them di- end up dying both of them in died. That episode. Yeah. so yeah um that wouldn't have worked but yeah, anyway, short story. I just really loved seeing Jonathan's face. It made yeah. me even
0: more excited for season two. <laughs> fucking yes, let's go. Um, and we got like this like really awkward exchange where he's like, Oh, you're the new girl. And she's like, Yeah. Yeah. that's, and it. that's it. That's the conversation. It's weird, it's awkward, and it's high school. Yeah. Okay. Uh and then Xander like comes up and he's like, Hey, I'm in line with you, right? And she's like, Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
1: That is one moment though that I'm like, look, if I was the people behind, I would have been like, <laughs> the
0: fuck is this shit now? You, gotta, yeah. you can't do that. Stop <laughs> it. No butsies. Especially at a club,
1: because like, if you've ever been the person who's like in line at a club, if you've ever been lived somewhere where you need to stand online to get into the bar or the club, you know that it's like per head. Yeah. Okay. Because they have like it's a certain like amount two of people. In, two out. So yes. So if you add a, like a person that fucks up the whole mm. I would have been like, fuck you, Xander, but get out of here. But yeah. also, we've all been that person that, like, yeah. yeah
0: so. I'd do that to you if you were in line right now. I'd be like, hey, we're in line together, right? Thanks for holding Well, us if now. it
1: was you, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's different for me and you. Yeah. We're special. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Xander comes up and uh, Buffy asks if Willow is coming. And Xander, this is a weird conversation that, like, would never work with the Willow Xander dynamic that we have in the real show.
1: Yes. I have like a whole paragraph written
0: about this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Xander's like, no, I saw her hanging out at school with some guy and Buffy goes, oh, she has a boyfriend. And Xander goes, well, she does tonight. What? <laughs> yeah. So
1: the only thing that I can think is that in this pilot, because there, I, I really had to think about this because my immediate reaction was like, what the fuck is this? Right. But I realized that there is no real moment during this pilot that establishes the fact that Willow and Xander are longtime best friends. Right. He only talks to her about homework. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I had to like change my entire thinking about it. Like maybe in this pilot, they were just meant to be like, this is the girl, that, like the Tudor girl, essentially. Right. And, but like, and then maybe down the road, they realized that it would work better if they were already tight knit and Buffy just came in and kind of added on because yeah, otherwise this makes no fucking sense.
0: Right. But also at the same time, I enjoy his wit here where she's like, he has a boyfriend. And she's like, well, she does tonight. Like (laughs) that's funny
1: it I mean, is
0: it is okay. but also I had a question about like because he says that he
1: saw Willow sneaking onto campus with this guy yeah why would he see her sneaking onto campus in the middle of the night
0: like I mean, what maybe the fuck he was he, maybe he had to walk that. by the school to get to the bronze I don't know we don't know where he lives yeah okay fair
1: it's a small town
0: I'll it's give you sm- that one <laughs> it's a small town it's always a small town So yeah, so then Buffy starts quizzing him on just like, what did the guy look like? What was he wearing? And Buffy basically is using her Fashion slayer sense to be like, that's a vampire,
1: right? It's basically the moment that we get in the actual pilot that we see where, like, she is up in the rafters of the bronze with Giles and he's asking her to use her slayer sense. And like, she points out a vampire and she's like, because his fashion is bad or whatever. Um, and they obviously just didn't have the time and you know, yeah, all of those things to do it in this unaired pilot, but that's essentially the. The end result of what right. this conversation
0: is. Yeah. So we are suddenly back in the theater. Yeah.
1: You can tell that there were only like limited sets for this on Air Violet.
0: I <laughs> have no idea where we're back in the theater. This doesn't make any sense. And then we get a very Spike looking guy to the point where I, I was know. like, Is that Spike? And I was like, No. Like, once he opened I... his mouth, I was like, No, it's not. But so this is the second
1: time I've watched this in like only like a few months because like as soon as Tanya made me aware of it, I could not like wait to watch it. Um, but like, so after watching the first one, I knew that it wasn't him. But like when I was watching it again today, I was like, I know Tanya is gonna like, because it in the first moment that this guy comes on screen, he looks so much like James Marsters. It's ridiculous. So
0: much. <laughs> yeah. Which, who, side note. So- <sighs> I don't know if you have watched, and why would you? Because you're a grown-ass adult and I'm a weirdo. Uh, the new DuckTales.
1: I've wanted to it's because... so
0: good. I cannot recommend it enough. The also, I'm not cool.
1: like too old to like like Avatar the Last Airbender is one of my yeah. favorite fucking shows. We literally just got like a poster print for our basement that says visit bossing say. So right. okay, great.
0: <laughs> so I cannot recommend enough the new DuckTales because first of all, David Tennant is Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. That's
1: actually why I wanted to watch it because I knew that he was, I think I had seen like one episode that I knew that I I, I knew that David Tennant was a part of it. So I was already interested in it. Yeah. Cause like (laughs) he's perfect.
0: And then Ben Schwartz is one of them. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, And, uh, Bobby Moynihan is another. Yeah. Tate 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 plays one of the villains. She's great. But in this, in the very last season, which is what I'm on now, um, there is an episode on Halloween, and they run into a werewolf, a witch, and a vampire. And James Marster plays the vampire. <gasps> and they yes. got they got like a lot of horror actors to play. I want to say the the um werewolf is Doug. What is his name? He is always the creature in every Like he's like the shape of water creature. Oh, I somehow I knew that's
1: what you were talking about. Yeah, because he literally, he's like really good at like- He's always the creature. Yes, yeah. Specifically Uh, like, because I know that he's talked about like it's a wonderful way- to like be famous because like he doesn't get recognized because every role he takes is yeah. is like heavy makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah and
0: Selma Blair is like the witch. <gasps> and, like, what? Yeah, they got like all of these like kind of horror actors to like. Oh my god. Do things and like the fact that he was the vampire. I, I was like, stop it. Stop. When he brought
1: when you brought this up after we mentioned James Masters, I thought you were just going to say like he plays a role on it or whatever, but like the fact that you just said that he specifically comes to play a vampire that like, oh my God, I kind of got goosebumps. That's so, I love that. Like, cause it's so perfectly like a reference to Buffy then it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like it must be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like honestly, that show is so good. Okay. It's it's really funny. There's so much voice talent on it. That's
1: Well, you told me
0: to watch um, that show,
1: (laughs) Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, Ted Lasso, (laughs) yeah. Just leave that in exactly like that. (laughs) That show. That show, (laughs) Um, Ted Lasso, yeah, with Anthony Head. So another um, Buffy reference, but yeah. And I, we fucking, Mike and I lost our minds over how good that show is. So uh, we'll have to watch DuckTales next. And is it on Disney Plus?
0: It's on HBO Plus okay H- My- yeah, whatever hbo max or whatever they're yeah, calling yeah, it yeah. These we can watch that um well and okay sorry listeners this is what happens when i get drunk so also <laughs> a connection to ducktales okay. so Danny Pooty plays one of the <gasps> duck brothers um i think Amazing. he's Kiwi. so he's also a main character on mythic quest which is on apple uh-huh. i've been interested in watching that show is watch it good it. Watch okay it. because first of all as a girl gamer I was pissed off the whole time but that's kind of the point like it's okay. just like <sighs> but okay. there is a scene where someone asked Danny Pudi's character they're like well what do you love and he's like DuckTales I love DuckTales uh, and like it's this whole thing where I was like stop it <laughs> I love
1: Danny P- we're like big community fans so oh,
0: and he's so good he- yeah he's Huey uh, Bobby Moynihan's Louie and Ben Schwartz's Dewey. and they're just- Well, wow.
1: Those are three of my favorite. Honestly, like they're both, or, all three of them are like so unbelievably funny, I think. Yeah. So that's, I mean. But in. yes,
0: also watch Mythic Quest because Ashley Birch, who plays Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, is a main character in Mythic Quest okay. and she writes some of the episodes.
1: Okay, cool. Stop it. All right. Anyway, we'll definitely so- check it out. We're in the middle of X-Files right now, which like... <laughs> That's a journey, guys. It's a journey. I don't know if, like, I don't know why I expected to, like, love it as much as Buffy, but like, I
0: don't. No. It's oh, different. No. It's, it's different. very different. And there are whole seasons where I'm like, just don't watch it.
1: <laughs> and there's just, like, some stuff that's like, ooh, this didn't age well. No. Like, oh, no. my good God. Like, but anyway, that's another. We,
0: to- okay, <laughs> we can go so- on 30 million
1: tangents. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm back to Buffy. We're so close to the end, too. (laughs) Yeah. But again, this is going to be a two-hour episode. Uh, So we are in the theater, and we have this very Spike-looking guy. Yes. And I wrote, Willow, how did you meet this guy? I have several questions. Oh, my God, yeah. Totally, because,
1: like, he's not a student, right? Like, that seems clear. No, because she says, like, oh, you said you go to blah, 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 high school. Yeah. So that's, like, specifically stated.
0: Great. But it was his idea to go into the theater. Had to be, right? Like. It has to be. Because then we realize that this is a thing that the vampires do. Because also Willow then has this weird fucking line where she's like, I guess it's time for the kissing, huh? Oh,
1: God. That was so cringe. Like. Also, like. Why? What? Why? I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> You don't know this guy. And How then now long? you're just like. How long had they also, because like, how long had they been on the date? Because like Xander said, like she saw, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, something about Willow, like doesn't strike me as like, okay, like I go on a date with a guy and I'm just going to start making out with him. Like, that's not really the date that I see Willow being interested in, but yeah.
0: So uh, then she's like, Well, I don't know that we should be here because this is where that guy died. And he's like, She's like, that poor boy. And the vampire is like, Oh, he had it coming. And he was like, Coming up here alone at night with a stranger. What kind of idiot would do that? Yikes. Ooh, oh. Roasted.
1: <laughs> uh
0: oh. <laughs> he then goes to like bite her, essentially
1: yeah like she's like clearly freaked out when he says that and she turns around and he's like already in vamp face yeah
0: yeah so then we are like outside and buffy's running up and the school mascot at this point is the bulls oh i didn't even notice yeah there's like a poster that says go bulls and i'm like that's not what you end up as um (laughs) xander runs up to buffy and basically buffy's like oh i gotta go save willow she's in the theater and he's like okay i'll go around back see if there's a back entrance which Okay. Willow's getting chomped on. Buffy, I like, yeah. use the exact
1: same verb. I just want to say, because like, like, okay, this scene where we see the vampire biting her, you can hear him like literally chomping on her. This is right. like, like, I think I had like a visceral reaction to this because he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know. Yeah. Like there's noises that are going on here. He yeah. is chomping
0: got those teeths out Mm. um (laughs) we're off the rails it's fine uh so then in true buffy style she insults his fashion fashion, and she's like that's how i knew you're a vampire because it what is it about you guys where you think that fashion stops the day you die (laughs) i mean i haven't updated my fashion since like five years ago so That's a lie. You are so fashionable. (laughs) She then fucking sprints to the stage, and Slayer drop kicks him in the chest. I loved her like kick ass shit in this. Honestly, (laughs) it it's so I don't know. It's so funny because it's like also like she doesn't do anything really after that. She like drop kicks him, and then she just kind of like stands there I don't oh, know yeah. like there's no like real fight sequence after that it's just really no. funny yeah and then he's like oh I'm do, like y- you've made a mistake because I'm not alone ah and then all these other vampires show up which is where yeah. I have concerns because like clearly this is a premeditated plan yeah. from vampires but like how but like how Darla's, and why? Darla's seen Made it seem like the guy was the one that suggested the theater and breaking into the school. And also, why would you choose this?
1: Why would you need... Okay, because, like, I think part of it, too, though, is, like, if the whole plan was to, like, lure Willow only, right? Like, they didn't expect Buffy and Xander to show up. Yeah. Why are there, like, four or five other vampires? What were they going to do? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I have no i have no clue were they all just gonna
0: chomp on willow like
1: i don't know i don't know i don't think that i don't know
0: (laughs) but also it's just such an inconvenient place like why would we why would we do this at the theater for filming reasons clearly but like whatever
1: i think also uh, well just like totally separate of that but like i think this scene you can tell that like the writers like really wanted to make it clear like the Buffy sarcasm while fighting that that was like a key part of like her personality because there are so many moments where she's just like being sarcastic and like firing off all these like insults and stuff in this scene
0: (laughs) yeah oh she's real funny in this scene in fact the next line that I have written down is I don't suppose you'd be sweet and attack me one at a time like and then like the vampire's like that only happens in the movies and she's like oh he says you watch too many movies and she's yeah. like, there's no such thing as watching too many movies yeah. <laughs> and then a fight ensues yep uh and then there's one part where like she gets knocked into a wall and she's like ouch that was my favorite spine no. <laughs> xander saves willow and puffy makes sure to like shout across the fight it's okay she was barely bit she'll yeah. be fine Okay. I need to
1: say it, based on that scene that we just saw, I don't think she was just barely bit, but okay. No. If you can tell from that distance, then I guess okay, whatever you say.
0: <laughs> You're the slayer. I yeah. trust you. <laughs> um, Darla then grabs Willow, like the Xander and Willow are like running away. Darla grabs her like looks at her and then fucking shoves her and she's like, I yeah. fucking hate leftovers. Like- yes. <laughs> Darla, it got time for this shit nope. oh Buffy kills one of the vampires and i said omg the graphics on these vampires <laughs> dying is hashtag awful i literally like my, the sentence that i wrote down is
1: buffy stakes a vamp and wow these graphics like
0: <laughs> we had said earlier in one like maybe the second episode where i'd done a little bit of research which god bless those days where like the vampires kind of like do the poof because of budgetary restraints And I fucking understand it because if they had tried to do this for every single vampire that died, we wouldn't have been able to finance the first season.
1: It also takes so long. I feel like there's like three or four layers of like disintegration that we see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They're basically turning to ash. And so like, but it's like three different layers of gray that happen and then they kind of disintegrate. And it's like a five minute sequence that just like breaks the action. It's too much awkward yeah for <laughs> whatever sure. then Xander and Darla are fighting and Xander somehow in the midst of all this had gotten Buffy's purse which had her slayer shit in it and so Willow grabs the cross from the purse and kills Darla I don't she even like, know if
1: she kills her she like
0: I there's she had to have killed like- her with how long it's with how long it took because she like puts the cross on Darla's forehead Darla backs up off of Xander and then like we cut away to just Willow holding the cross and not seeing Darla and Darla just screaming for what seems like three minutes
1: there's also this moment like when she pulls out the cross she goes uh, um, excuse me, and like Darla turns around, and then it's almost like she like politely presses the cross to right. her face. It's so I don't know, man. It's it's uh, weird. Too much, yeah, it's,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wrote down. Damn, this is a really sturdy theater set because people are just <laughs> like busting into walls and like whatever. And I mean, I love that. Like our trains of thought. I love doing this show because like our trains of
1: thought are like so similar to the point that like the notes about certain things come out like the exact same times like I have a note right here and I was literally just looking at it like why did I take this note at this point but like it just says like this theater setup
0: is like really elaborate like there's just like I don't know (laughs) and it's super sturdy and like the thing is like I I y'all know I work in theater and so like yes for safety reasons you want your theater stuff to be sturdy but it is very rare in a show, especially a high school show, where you're going to have people thrown against the, the flats <laughs> that represent the wall. Like those things I generally aren't like right? super thick because like they're just walls. They're like fake walls and like right. no one's ever thrown against them unless it's like specifically said. And so, but we're throwing people against walls and doors and all kinds of shit and nothing's breaking. We broke a prop table. But, like, other than that, like, nothing's breaking. So, good on this high school, I guess. (laughs) So, then Willow and Xander run around like they're cops with a gun, but the gun is the cross. Like, Willow (laughs) literally, like, they, like, you're right, you're right, run around the corner, and Willow goes, freeze. And she's got (laughs) the cross in front of her, and like, I don't even know who she's talking to because I don't even know that there were vampires around that corner at that point. We just said how sturdy the set is and then here we are. A vamp shoves Buffy from the second floor of the set and she falls through the floor. Like the floor breaks and she falls through it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And like your stage floor is arguably the strongest part of your has gotta I mean, be it, yeah it I think, should be because it's yeah lore <laughs> yeah but anyway we like create this huge hole in the stage floor and Buffy and the vampire are down there and the ba- the vampire like pops up at one point and then like Buffy drags him down and there's this fight that we hear but don't see and there's fightings and then there's like some symbols. <laughs> That's the point. Okay.
1: Yeah. This is the part that I wanted to circle back to from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about how like this from the, at the beginning, it yeah. clearly yeah. seemed to both of us that this yeah. is like a prop, like trap door for like action during a scene during the show. Yeah. The symbols implies that this is the orchestra pit.
0: Yeah. Why,
1: why would there be like a trap door opening to the orchestra pit that makes no fucking sense am i wrong it could happen okay it it could could it It, just be like connected it it shouldn't happen it (laughs) shouldn't
0: but it could happen so um i've worked at um theaters before where the orchestra pit is almost directly underneath the stage floor you have the option of opening um the front panels of the stage floor to get into the orchestra pit so that the okay. it's open. But yeah, I don't, it's one of those things that like, yeah, it doesn't, it, it could, it could, it could happen. But first of all, this is a high school. I was like going to say too. Like,
1: that's I, the other part of it is that like, I don't, I mean, granted, I went to like a Catholic school. I don't know if that means anything here, but like I don't think we had like an orchestra pit. I think that right. the band just like played off to the side. Oh, we 100% didn't. Yeah.
0: We had like, we we didn't even have we didn't use we we didn't even use like an orchestra. We just used canned music. We just used pre-recorded music. Yeah. Um, I
1: think I want to say may I want to say we had the school band play. But like our our school band was like really talented like they won like the state championships like almost every year when i was in high school and that was like with all like not just like the catholic schools in the region but like you know um so i i I, that seems to make sense for my school that they would but again it wasn't like we had an orchestra pit they just as far as i remember but this is also like I'm drunk and trying to. I think they just like played
0: off to the side of the stage, I, I believe. That, I mean, yeah, that does happen. You can play, you can play off the side of stage, or like I said, like the theater with, cause I don't do a lot of musicals. Right. I don't like them. Um, <laughs> not everything needs to be a musical, looking at you, American Psycho and Rocky and all of the other ones. So, uh, on
1: a side note, that is okay. So, I am someone. I mean, I'm a singer. So that's why I'm attracted to musicals, I think, because I I really love singing like Broadway musicals. But on that note, good God, can we please stop just taking things that were already like written successful movies and stuff and turning them into musicals? Because that doesn't Not everything, yeah, not everything is meant to be a musical and it does not need to be. Like, that's, I don't think that's even like that takes away from the magic of most musicals, I think. But anyway, I digress. I don't even think, I mean, I've never seen Mamma Mia on Broadway, but like, even the movies and stuff, like, it felt so like shoehorned in that we took, like, I love ABBA. I just want to say that. Yeah was dancing around my house today to Abba L- fucking love Abba but like it felt shoehorned in to like turn these songs into like a plot yeah. that like didn't make sense anyway I digress I'm
0: sorry I I'm mean, getting like
1: drunker by the second here no it's
0: cool it's fine <laughs> but like also like I mean I have the same feeling about the fact that there's a Green Day musical Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I'm like, like how okay. does one of the biggest punk bands of my generation just sell out enough to make a Broadway musical
1: I mean, on that note, like, I love, one of my favorite albums of all time is Jagged Little Pill, and they recently turned that into, like, a stage musical, and I was really excited about it at first, and it seems to be doing really well, but, like, I listened to some of the tracks, and they sound, dare I say, too Broadway to me yeah what made that album good was like the anger and emotion and everything and like the rawness of it and like you could feasibly carry that over into a musical yes but like that's not what was done it sounds too clean to me so I'm like you took out all of like the dirt like the gruggedness of that yeah like anyway anyway come back for our podcast about criticizing Broadway musicals (laughs) oh
0: oh god don't anyway <laughs> so, so threaten me with a good time um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah anyway so she's fighting in this weird pit trap door whatever and we hear some symbols and then Buffy crawls out and we've saved the day Willow apologizes for some reason she's like oh I'm so sorry and Buffy's like don't worry it's kind of a destiny thing who's gonna do this anyway okay cool Uh, so it's like the next day and the theater department is apparently putting on Nosferatu
1: yeah I guess that's the connection that we're supposed to make which like does
0: that set make any sense for that it does not okay so it makes zero sense for that so whatever I guess I guess they walked into the theater and was like weird someone destroyed our set I guess we better put on a different show okay (laughs) uh the gang is talking to Giles uh and I believe Cordy says something like oh look at them talking to the fucking librarian
1: yeah like I think she and Harmony are just like walking by and like making comments about like oh well like I guess Buffy decided on like what group she was gonna hang out with the fucking weirdos or something like that you know whatever word for word yeah (laughs) (laughs) verbatim (laughs) Uh,
0: then Giles is rather insulting oh yeah (laughs) and he's like well I in like He's telling that, like, she's like, oh, yeah, we did a good job. And he's like, no, you really didn't. Like, <laughs> so much stuff got destroyed. And if you had even been, like, a second later, Willow would have died and blah, 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 blah. Buffy sort of makes fun of him. And then he goes, I can't believe the fate of the world is in the hands of this teen thing. I thought that's what he said. I... What... so clearly this
1: scene is like what ends up getting rewritten into that scene at the end of the pilot which like and this is one of the moments that is definitely um improved upon in the final cut okay because what that like that we get that iconic scene of like Buffy Willow and Xander talking about like you know like oh like we're gonna whatever like homework we're gonna skip class and stuff like yeah. that and like giles going like oh, the world is doomed or something yeah like it's, that. Cute, in it's the cute it's very cute
0: it's cute in the actual pilot yes this, pilot this is not harsh. cute
1: <laughs> it's harsh and then like what is this teen thing i don't even know what that means that seems like i don't know how to describe it so we're just gonna put yeah. thing in like script
0: <laughs> like yeah fucking buffy that just goes no the world is in beauty's hands just trust me I mean, okay. That's awkward too. Yeah. And then she throws a stake, and it hits the Nosferatu poster right in yeah. the vampire's heart. Why are okay. you wasting good stakes? well the other question
1: too here is that like it's a good distance that she throws this thing mm-hmm. no one saw this girl like throw a stake across like the but also someone it. could have
0: accidentally like it's oh, yeah busy. right somebody <laughs> could have like walked in front of it and got impaled by a stake <laughs> in the middle of point. the day yeah good point yeah it's like, not really there's not a lot of like sense here <laughs> and then we get a very gin blossomy song as our music outro and then that is the episode that's it that's we made it we we done did it it was cute I'm <laughs> yeah. glad that I've
1: watched it you know there's like we said there's things that I would have kept and there's things that I can definitely see the reason of like throwing right in the yes. trash
0: <laughs> yes uh I absolutely believe that recasting Willow was a good idea Yes, yeah. and is amazing as Willow Oh my god! Yeah, and even perfect. from that very first like aired pilot as Willow, like you love her. Mm-hmm.
1: Done. I, I think did. we even say like, "Oh my god!" Like already, Willow's my favorite. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> and I, I, I definitely tried to watch this with that removed, and so I, I, I just think that this Willow, and I don't necessarily think that it was the writing, because while the writing wasn't great for this Willow. Yeah. I still think that Allison Hannigan would have delivered this Willow, fine. Uh huh. I think there was like a moment of me, and like maybe this is
1: unfair because I don't, I don't know much about this actress. I don't know like what she went on to do, but like when I say, and I don't know that this is fair to do to like fully compare it to other storylines because like those may have come from you know how like once you get a character with a certain actor you can grow from that point of what that actor can carry but like there were moments for me where like I, I thought about like the places that Willow goes as a character over the years and like in just the little bit that I saw like I can't really see I don't know, but I guess that I don't know. That's not super fair. So I, I don't know if I'd yeah. you know necessarily want to say that. But like at the end of the day, I'm glad that it was ended up being Allison Hannigan because I love her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh but it's nice to see that most of the cast was solidified at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now very sad about the Xander that could have been because he could <laughs> yeah. have been a great character. Yeah. Um, uh, but I now no longer blame the actor. Yeah. Uh, it's all the writing. And yeah, we we cut a lot of lines that I think could have stayed. And that mm-hmm. were fun and interesting. But yeah, who knows? Maybe it wasn't Joss. Maybe it, maybe it was the producers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened with the movie. Yeah. Joss didn't like the, the way the movie got cut. And it, that's why he made the show. Because he was like, right. the movie is not what I wanted.
1: And I mean, obviously, I think what's interesting is that there are obviously hints of things here that come, not even hints, just like direct things that like come back later when there's obviously like in season two and stuff where there's obviously more freedom Um, so I, I do think that probably confirms some of our beliefs that like they had bigger and better ideas, but the fact that it was like a half season that they weren't sure of what the future was going to be, they might've been limited on some of the stuff that they were allowed to do. And like season two, once we get into it, just wow, fucking sores. I can't fucking wait. I'm just, it does take, I will say like, don't expect like first episode, like no. it takes a little while. Yep. Um, but the second half of season two is, I think, one of the best seasons of any yep. show of all time ever. So yeah.
0: All right. Well,
1: on uh, that note,
0: yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this is our final episode for season one of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're gonna take a two week break. Yep. And then we'll be back with season two and. Uh, if you think I've been obsessed with Spike and missing him during season one, you fucking wait. Oh, it's coming. Uh, this my man. And Drusella, Drusilla, Drusilla is <sighs> fucking, oh my God.
1: I, I think I maybe love her just as much as I love Spike. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> that
0: actress's like voice acting is so good. Okay, so side note, um, the theater that I work with, Silicon Valley Shakespeare, check them out. I am directing a podcast version of Titus Andronicus for the summer and I'm all, I'm obsessed with voice acting for it. Cause obviously it's a podcast version. Uh, and Drusilla is one of the like audio clips that I'm pulling because like she does some weird and wonderful shit with her voice. Oh my where, God. She's like, it's, it's, it's so childlike and so creepy and so like eerie that I'm just like, Dear actors, please listen to this and uh, do what you want. She, I, I gen, I genuinely think that she is is like
1: a fucking genius in what she yeah. does with. So the actress who plays Um Drusilla is Juliet Landau, who is actually the I want to say daughter of. I'm looking at her right now. Yeah, daughter of Martin Landau, mm-hmm. who was like in North by Northwest, Hitchcock. Um, so she comes from like acting you know? Right. um, But there is something about, oh my, it's really just, it's, it's an iconic performance and her delivery of everything. I I just can't fucking wait y'all. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Get ready.
0: Get ready. Get ready. (laughs) Okay. So, um, hopefully you've been liking what you listened to. Um, if not like, bro, what are you doing? Why are you still listening? I mean, keep listening. Cause like, if you hate listen, we still get the, the listens. So whatever. I mean, and the other thing I'll say though, is like, if you
1: have been, I don't know if we have listener, like I've been keeping track, we have listeners all over the place, honestly, like in other countries and stuff. If this is your first time, like watching Buffy and maybe you haven't try to stick with us for some of season two. Right. Um at least try and get because it it really does this the, as we've said the show comes alive so yeah try and stick with us for a little bit longer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh if you like what you've been listening to and your podcast platform of choice has comments reviews ratings please drop us a comment reviewer rating we'd love feedback um and yeah check out any of the other nine podcasts we have on which is podcasting <laughs> network we got so many and stephanie and i are part of so many. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> and most of the ones that Tanya has, I'm on them too. Yes. So you can hear our wonderful chemistry. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. You will never separate this duo. So fuck no. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed season one and we will see you in two weeks for season two. Goodbye, listeners. Ooh, bye.